feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> there is times where I'm going to be solo on my own. Need to like be on my hand. Like and not rely on people to tell me that it's going to be okay 24-7. Like there is beauty in finding peace and love with yourself too. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Really Mental where we want no matter who you are, you're not alone. We have an amazing guest today, Jamie Miller. He is a singer-songwriter from the UK and does amazing music. We're going to be talking about how he dealt with his mental issues and got over this really dark time that he had last year in his life when he was at the peak of his career so far. His music is about his life, fallouts, heartbreaks of friendships and partners. And we're also going to be talking about how you don't owe anyone anything. And if they've made that step to do you wrong, you are okay to block them out of your life. We're going to get into it. We're going to be talking about relationships, his journey, music, all these different types of topics. Be sure to tune in and share it with a friend. We'll see you soon and follow us at Really Mental Media. For those who don't know a lot about you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? I am from Cardiff in Wales, currently living in Los Angeles as a singer. I'm a musician, singer, songwriter. How would you describe yourself in three words? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say kind, gentle, crazy. Crazy? A little bit crazy. Can you tell us what crazy looks like in your life? Dude, I feel like as an artist, I think looking at schedules, and especially when you cross a threshold, I think after a few songs you do well, your schedule starts becoming more crazy. And I feel like you just, there's no guidebook in the music industry, I think. It's just like, it happens at the most wild times and you have to figure it out for yourself. And I think my schedule right now, at least, is it's a little bit crazy. So I'm very grateful because six years ago, I would never imagine to be in this position, but it's definitely crazy sometimes. And do you like that? Are you happy with your schedule and your life that is now? I, I am. I think, to be honest, I think last year was a really difficult year for me. Personally, professionally also, I think I was so burnt out. And I feel like one of my songs was taken off on social media and then like streams came in. And I think once you, like, like, like I said, once you have a song that's doing well, I think there's so many people that rely on you to become this huge sensation of an eye so i think everyone's trying to make you do so many things at the same time and last year got just a really really hard for me because i just started thinking that people saw me as a product rather than a person and it was a weird disassociation with my mind that it was just really difficult to try and get over that so this year i've definitely been focusing on my mental health a little bit more and like changing teams and just like trying to become a better person rather than live in a, a way that like People think you're thriving when they see everything on Instagram reels, but like inside I was broken. So I'm just trying to live authentically and be happy finally, you know? I love that. There's so many important points in that too. One that I wanted to touch on first off was just like, if someone had come across your page, say last year when you were feeling that, what do you think they would have pictured you feeling versus the actual reality of how it was for you? I think they would have saw a kid living out his dreams, like thriving in Los Angeles, underneath palm trees, like going on tour, like to all the cities that they're probably dreaming to go on. When really I was probably the most depressed I've ever been in my whole entire life. And I think last, yes, the end of last year, I was a bit more vocal about it to, to my supporters and my fans or whatever people want to call them. I think it's just really hard to go through that and not break and I feel like I broke down and I was on Instagram lives and I'd break down and I was just like, 
okay, I think I need to take a little bit of time away to like figure out what's going on in my mind. And I think that's like why I just became such an advocate for mental health because I think so many people look at stuff through social media and they see this amazing world, but it's just a highlight reel of the best parts of our life. And I think that is one thing that I think people need to be more conscious of and also just be like, it's okay not to be okay sometimes. Yeah, no, 100%. During that time where last year when you were the most depressed you said you've ever been, what were you feeling and what were you thinking during that time? What can you take us back to that point and the experiences you were having? I wasn't in my body. That's, that's like the closest thing I could tell you to it. I, I would wake up and I would be so mad that I woke up. And it was like the weirdest feeling because a year be beforehand, I'd never dealt with anxiety. I'd never dealt with depression. I'd never dealt with anything. And like, I just didn't, I didn't understand when people said they were depressed. I didn't understand it. And then going through it myself, I'd wake up in the morning and I would be, I would, li I would literally be so upset that I woke up. And it got to that point of just, wow, do I not want to be here anymore? It's just, it, it wasn't worth it, if that makes sense. And I think for me, I, that sounds really dark. I think so many things that I suppressed for so long and there were so many things going on in my life at the time that I didn't have any time to catch up, that I just was so lost. And it was a scary, it was a scary time. It really was. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. And I just want to say like with what you're sharing and what we'll talk about today, I feel like it's the darkness in those darker times. So good looking back in the sense, that's how we understand what the good times are like and the light. And so I feel like for people listening as well, understanding that there is that other side outside of that dark period, whatever that looks like for that person. When it comes to like even having those thoughts and stuff, it's so interesting because when you were saying that, I was thinking about how much it is like a fine line of being in the place you want to be and feeling the way you want to and then also getting to a point where you just like complete flip off the edge and you, you lose yourself and sometimes it's easy to just do that it just happens what advice would you give to people that have found themselves in that place where they're like damn like i have to get through another day today the only thing that helped me to be honest just going off experience was like surrounding myself with good friends and like speaking to my family and not being afraid to like tell them that i was scared about what was going on in my mind or like just like everyday mm -hmm. life. And I feel like if I didn't have them, I don't know where, I don't know if we'd be having this conversation today, to be honest. And I think that's the dark part about it is like not many people have those people to turn to. Um, but if you do, I would really encourage just reaching out and like telling people that what's on your mind. Because I feel like my mom used to say this to me as a kid, but it really only mat like mattered and made sense last year. Is like a problem shared is a problem halved. And I think that's really important. And was there any lifestyle things that you do to help your overall mental being, like a mental wellness? No, I don't take any medication. I don't have any like vices or anything like that. And I think, thank God, like I, I don't because I think I was just in a place where I just needed to like work on myself. So I took a year off. Well, not a year. I took seven months off writing and like just putting out music. And I think taking that time away to readjust and refine, re just to fall in love with like, why did I do this in the first place without the busy body? Like I think, cause like when we grow up, we have dreams of, whoa, like I want to be a singer and I want to do this and I want to do that. And then you're in this world now where you're like, everything costs money. 
everything that you thought was cool growing up is going to cost you a, a shit ton of money. I think the pressure of that com- comes on an artist. And I think, especially a musician, like you see those music videos, but you don't see the price that it costs to make those music videos. Like you see those like yeah. tours, but people probably go into debt going into those tours. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's like really important to like, yeah, it's like a glamorous life when you get to a certain point. But until you get to that certain point, like people are grinding out here. It's really interesting. And like, you think that things are going to be like, maybe solve some of the things that you have inside of, I want to reach this point or when I get this, get that. But it just, I feel like the journey of life is this constant process of trying to figure things out and you feel pain, you feel good. And so those things like never go away. And to your point, yeah, like it isn't as glamorous as people say. And I feel like for myself and also other artists that I know is like at like the times when things are going amazing, it's really easy for their mental health and sense of balance to be absolutely terrible and them to be so unhappy. And it's such a interesting like contrast. So have you found like a way to like enjoy those happy moments in life? Yeah. And I think before last year, I was like the happiest. Like I, you, I could sing in for three people or 3,000 people and I'd be so happy. But I think just going through like I think a lot of last year, there was a lot of stuff in my personal life that bled into my work life, which like then made me like rethink so many things. And then I was like, I need to change team. I need to do this. I need to do that. And then I think the major thing was I just needed to focus on myself. And even though I was blaming other things and other people, I think the main priority was like my mental health. And for me, I think this is one thing that I had struggled with. And I don't know if you guys have felt the same, but the fact that I get to do this as a live in is mind blowing mm. to me. And I feel like I sometimes think now, even to this day, like if I'm having a bad day, I don't want to call my mom up and tell her I'm having a bad day because my mom's a cleaner and my dad's a taxi driver. And I don't want them to think that I'm ungrateful for like having a bad day when I'm having a bad day in Los Angeles where the sun is shining and is the weather's beautiful and I could go to the beach if I wanted to, where it's Someone else is having a bad day in not such a nice circumstance. I feel sometimes it's the balance of do I say something or do I just like bite? Yeah, I think it's definitely really interesting. I guess it's your body and your mind also telling you what is going well in your life in a sense. You're being grateful for being in LA, being a full-time artist, being able to do those things. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if you recognize the life that you live and you recognize how grateful you are for that. And that doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days. Like everyone's going to have a bad day. Yeah. It's more just how do you cope with that bad day? And what do you do to make yourself feel better? And what do you do to also just sometimes sit in that bad day so you can feel it and then move on? Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, that's a good perspective. I wanted to ask, you mentioned you're working on yourself, right? And you mentioned taking time for yourself. What does that look like? Honestly, when I was depressed, I was comfort eating. And I was like eating everything. I was like, damn, looking in the mirror, I was like, okay, he's, he's becoming a little bit chubby. <laughs> and I think for me, I think the main thing for is like just taking myself right in the mental space of, okay, first off, you look good, you feel good. So I just like made like sure that I'd spent some time in the gym and like going on runs and going on, even if it's getting out of the house and going on a walk. Um, definitely in that time, just like making sure I was being social. I think there was a two months where I just didn't want to leave my room. Everything was dark, the curtains were closed. And it's funny because looking back now, who was that kid? But like, you just can't explain it when you're in it. Like if you're in, if you're in the funk, you're in the funk, it's hard to explain. But definitely just like trying to 
wake up and motivate myself to be like, okay, I'm going to meet so-and-so today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And at least I've tried to do those three things to make sure that I'm trying. Because when you stop trying, then there's no hope. Yeah, that's important, that community. And as well, to your point about like actually making change, one thing I learned in therapy recently is like, there's like that trigger, your behavior, and then the reaction or the result of that. And I've been learning a lot about how I'll have, say, for instance, I'm feeling really stressed out or something. And then I think about, oh, this, I'll have these thoughts of I need to work more. Mm -hmm. And then I'll realize my behavior will be like, okay, I'm just going to keep, I'm not going to take a break. And then the result is just, I feel worse. And I feel like it's like picking up on those like triggers that you have and changing that or being like, okay, like I don't feel like going for a walk, but like. I am going to do that because it's, if you don't take those steps and it's like, you're never going to get out the front. to where you want to go. It doesn't yeah. magically happen. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, just, you know, it'll happen sometimes, but life just, you know, can pass you by. So it's so, so important to do that and make those changes. Um, can you talk to us about your, I guess the, the experiences you've had that have shaped your songs when it comes to going through like heartbreak, et cetera. What would you say, how much do you feel like that plays into your music? Yeah, I think like, obviously like I needed to get my heart broken to actually write some songs with, but I feel like it's hard to go through them at the same time because I've been in relationships, like even in the UK, I was in a, like a two year relationship. Then I ended up getting cheated on, moved to LA, wrote a song called Here's Your Perfect. It was funny because the song I wrote called Here's Your Perfect was about a relationship that I got cheated on. And at the time, my label were like, we don't think you should put this out. This is not really that strong. And to their point, it was like not a great demo, but that's the song that I put out that kind of just changed my entire career and my entire life. And looking back on the song now, like I just feel so disconnected from the situation I wrote about it. But like then like in that moment, I was like, if I didn't write that, my life would never have changed. And I think it's really important to like write about stuff that like really speaks to your heart. I think that's one thing with, even with my new project that I just put out, it's just like, the songs are really sad sometimes, but it's not always about, and from a heartbreak break point of view, it's like, if I've lost a friend that me and a friend got into an argument that was unredeemable, mm. it sounds like a heartbreak song. Cause I feel like falling out with your best friend and not being able to redeem anything is like, it's still as hard as like a breakup. And I think for me, it's like, I, I was touching on things that I've never touched on before, but. They were still in the same realm of, okay, this sounds like a relationship song, but really I wrote about my best friend who like just broke my heart. Yeah. Do you think the writing music for you and making music is a form of therapy? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I have my separate therapist, but definitely when I'm in that studio, I'm just like just writing out every <laughs> everything on my mind. And I think it's like really cool to be in a situation where I can go to a studio and have producers that I love working with that I can just speak to as if they were my therapist and at the end of the day a, a, a song comes out of it good or bad like it's really nice to have that totally um when it comes to your relationship where you were cheated on from the perspective of I guess trying to help people heal that have been in a similar situation before what did that feel like and I guess, how did you go through the process of using it to empower yourself and be a better version of yourself? For me, it was a shock to the system. I was, I was literally like 20. So it wasn't like, I think if I, if it happened now, then I'd be more broken. And I was broken. I think because I moved to the other side of the world and had no friends and had nothing here in LA, 
at the time that I that that happened was just like hot and all I had was me and I think for me that I just cut contact completely I probably didn't do it in the best way I cut contact completely and I just said to my team I was like okay I just want to be busy 24 7 and I was doing like two sessions a day like just writing and writing probably wasn't the best thing to delve into work and run away from my problems but that's what I did back then just being like honest 100% transparent it was something that I think I learned with time that I think even now, like you, you touched on like working on triggers and therapy. I think sometimes I use those memories sometimes and they trigger something good that's happening now in my life. And I think sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish that never happened because now I'm a certain way about someone who hasn't even done anything wrong yet. And I've already put that, put them in like a the dog house. Do you think for you during this time, like I, I've, I feel for you on that. Do you think that, that the actions that you did were bad though because they made you who you are today? Like for example, moving across the other side of the world, cutting that person out that isn't good for you anymore and staying really busy. I don't think those things are bad. I think those things are really good things because when you're not busy, you get in your head constantly and you're not actually enjoying life a little bit more versus when you're busy, you're actually enjoying life. You're moving on slowly, even if you don't recognize it because you're not just sitting there being sad all the time about this thing that's already happened yeah i would say i don't regret anything maybe i could have handled someone who i cared about more deep like i could have handled the situation a little bit better just hearing them out but i think for me like once once you cross like a certain level of it's done so i'm like what was there really to like even talk about so that's why i sounds a little bit toxic but i just that's gonna help will help me in those days of my no life. i agree with you yeah okay good i think for someone who does that type of thing they've shown how much they care about you then and they've shown how much they value the relationship if they've done that because they know that step over that's an end of a relationship like they know that's the step over right right and if they've consciously made that decision and constantly made that thing you don't owe them anything you don't owe people anything that do that type of thing you owe yourself peace and you owe yourself time to really just heal and cutting them out is the best thing you do because those people are obviously not right for your life if they're going to do that type of action. Exactly. No, 100%. Okay, now I feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I also, I would say too, it's interesting because my perspective would be, I agree on that with the cutting out. I definitely agree with that. I think when it comes to the being busy, we have something which is really common, I think, in, I think for a lot of people, which is to distract. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways now for us to distract ourselves. I don't feel like it's the best way to heal through things. I think there's a balance. I agree. The most difficult part and like the reason why animals, when they get hurt or someone like that's in the herd dies, they go away and they grieve in a cave. Like they, that's like our nature and we're not animals, but I feel we do have a similar sort of need for like healing and taking time to go and get shelter. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, and I do this too, it can be tough to distract it because it almost like delays some of that work. Mm. And sometimes it is too much. Sometimes I do feel like it's just too much to handle at that point. So that's like why it's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just wanted to bring it up because I do feel as though there is that point where it does become like counterproductive to like continually just schedule things. It's almost like running away. And I think sometimes like you have to do certain things so you don't like, do the same situation again and i feel like that's the beauty of this life it's like you learn there's no guidebook and you learn as you go so i think that's like why i would do something differently right now because like obviously seen more grown up a little bit more and 
now I look back and I'd be like, okay, that was definitely something that needed to happen for me to have the people in my life now. And as cliche as it sounds, like everything does happen for a reason. Yeah, it's one of those things too, where I feel like the hardest part is understanding the why, or why has this happened or making sense of it. Do you feel like looking back with say, even just that situation and relationship that happened, do you feel like there was a purpose from the pain? Definitely think, I think there's a purpose in everything. And I think definitely looking back at that situation, there was definitely a purpose because I know this sounds like weird to say, but if that didn't happen in in that specific time in my life, I would probably be in a normal life right now because I had nothing to write about. I was literally, I came off a TV show in the UK, nothing really happened for a month, was going to apply for a normal job. And then Khloe Kardashian found me randomly and she posted about me online and said I was a new favorite singer. And then the next day I was on a flight to New York and Nashville. And it was just like, I was just a normal, I I am still a normal kid, but like I was just a a normal kid. My, like I said, my mom's a cleaner, my dad's a taxi driver. I like, that's all I knew. And going to LA to write about something, write my first ever song. I'm like, I don't know what to write about. And then. Obviously, just like letting myself feel a little bit, then here's your perfect game because of said situation. I think there's always purpose in everything, but I think that happened for a reason, for whatever reason. I needed to be hurt for a little amount of time to to go on and write something that would change my life. But at the same time, it's not fun to realize that it is about a real situation that you went through. How do you go with letting people in now and relationships now in your life after experiencing all of these things? I would say that I've found my people. So like definitely have like my clique here in terms of who I hang out with and see on a daily basis or on on a weekly basis. And think it is, I do find it hard, not just because of like situations I've been in, but like, I think even if you have a, a blue tick next to your name on Instagram, people treat you differently regardless. You know what I mean? So like they see your followers before they know who you like, I'm like, especially in a place like Los Angeles. It's just hard. Like people ask you what you do before they ask you your name. And I feel like that's just one thing where I'm so glad that I found my people over the years because I don't have to go through like the dating process of finding best friends and like finding people that are in my life. And I know they're in my life for the right reasons and not the wrong ones. But I think I would just, I, I approach situations as a kind person regardless. And like I'm always open to new people in my life. Is there a part of you that carries that with you, that feeling of realizing that at the end of the day, you're going to have to be like content with the decisions you're making? Or do you feel like that mentality is just fully changed now that you have more friends in LA, et cetera? I think for me, it's like, I, I have to be content with being myself, like being with myself because there's always times where like people as an eyes, you get pulled away from what you're comfortable with and like you you have to do shows in another country or something like that so i think that's why i think this year was really needed for me to find myself again and lo- love myself again and because there is times where i'm going to be solo on my own needing to like just be on my hand and not rely on people to tell me that it's going to be okay 24 7. i think there is beauty in finding peace and love with yourself too and not having to depend on the people around you to make sure everything's going to be okay yeah no it's i feel like that's the most brutal part of coming out of a relationship is sometimes this isn't the case for everyone but at least for me i've definitely felt like damn like i need to 
be able to spend more time with myself. And I thought I was good at that, but it makes you realize straight away if you are or not. Yeah, I think relationships are really interesting. They bring out a lot of our personal issues that we need to figure Bad out it. as well. Like, yeah, they bring out our shit. And I wanted it's to... It's a mirror. Yeah, I wanted to say when you were mentioning taking time for yourself and being alone and also like being a man and stuff like that, like what does being alone and masculinity kind of mean to you? We, as men, like we always try to put on a brave face and don't cry and try not to do things in certain situations. But with me, dude, I cry all the time, like all the time. I feel like I'm, I'm very in touch with my emotions. I feel like my dad is the same way. I got brought up on that and I've just never been ashamed to cry or anything like that. But definitely think sometimes it's scary. And I feel like just because as men, we have this reputation that we have to be bigger than everybody. And like, we always have to do the right thing and be the man of the house or whatever, like stuff like that. But I think for me, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm lucky to be in touch with my emotions. And I I, I have friends who are scared to cry and I have friends who are just yeah. like scared to be honest with me. Like for the first time, my best friend just came out here to visit me. And this is the first time that he's seen like this life that I live rather than the life that I live back in my hometown. And when he was leaving, like he burst out crying for the first time. We've been best friends for 13 years. And he was just saying like how proud he was of me and like how crazy that this is and how like we I made it out of my hometown. But to finally see someone who you were so close with your whole life, and them to be so strong your whole life, but then to see them in a position of being scared about their own life and then having to leave a life that they've seen me live and stuff like that. It was like, I was like, wow, like I've never seen you cry. And it just put into perspective to me that we are so brought up, like a slap on the wrist, everything's gonna be fine. No tears, that's girly or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was thinking it was refreshing just to see someone who I knew for so long cry i know that sounds so weird but it's like refreshing to know that people are like okay like you're just like me but you just don't show it as much what do you think is the best way to to start a conversation with say your best friend of 13 years or however many years just that you're going through it and and be vulnerable i would say that with me always growing up i've always been honest and i remember my best friend suffering with depression here in America and she was telling me about it and I remember just being like that that can't be real it can't be real and that was so naive of me to think of that think like that but I think it's because I was so happy and so content with my life prior to last year that I just didn't know that really existed and I thought people just were they were just like finding problems in their own life to make like things harder for themselves and I think now that I know that going through it, I think I approach situations very more, a little bit more carefully. And I think just like, I know how to approach a situation if my friends faces off or like, just if they're not like the same bubbly self that they normally are, stuff that I wouldn't normally have picked up on prior to me going through some bad stuff. And I think that's one thing that I think you just have to always approach with kindness and like no judgment. I think it's interesting. I think life is just, a little bit multifaceted and we put ourselves into boxes and we put ourselves into areas that we don't necessarily think we fit in when people come here and i think like your friend when they come here and when they realize what the life that you're living it's so different and we all live such different lives that it can become a little bit confronting to also talk about the way that we're feeling because of that kind of fear of judgment because our lives are all different if that makes sense 
how do you open up your life to new people? Yeah, there's so many different people in my life. And there's people that I go to church with on a Sunday. And then there's people that I go to the club with on a Saturday. And I feel like for me, it's just having that. I think I just know people's intentions from the get-go just because I think going through some previous stuff with certain people and how they treated me and how they viewed my success as something cool or something to brag about, I think... To me, it's most people are people, right? We're all, there's nothing, we don't need to praise, praise anybody. But there's people like Beyonce. She's incredible at what she does, but she's human. Then there's Cristiano Ronaldo, yep. who's incredible at what he does, but he's human. And I think there's a way of, we've just brought up in the entertainment industry of praising people. And I think rather, whether it's like Adele or there's someone busking on the street, we all want the same thing. And I feel, I genuinely believe there's room for everybody, but definitely a, like I said before, just approaching people with kindness because you never know, like, we're having a conversation now. In two years, we could be best friends. Like, you, you just never know what life it, like, life holds. So I think definitely having that perspective of whoever you're going to meet on, on the way up, you're going to meet on the way down. So just always treat people with kindness and how you want to be treated. I feel like the thought of putting others um, on a pedestal it's something that feels like it's so easy to do with mm -hmm. the way we see success, at least in the Western world of yeah. money or status, uh, accolades. Do you ever feel like by coming to a city like LA and in the position you're at with your career mm -hmm. that you've lost yourself by trying to chase that? For sure I did. I have a song called I Lost Myself and Loving You. And I think it was mostly about a person and then in my career at the same time is because like we put so much pressure on ourselves to like chase mm. whatever because i feel like there is a time where my friends are like why are you like this or what are you doing or this is not you and i'm like what do you mean it's not me but then looking back i'm like yeah dang i'm glad i had those people to say it wasn't me because uh, i wasn't there's been stuff that i haven't been proud of and i think mm. there's like i said it's all back to the learning that you learn as you go and there's no guidebook for life you just have to hope make mistakes and hopes not to make them again yeah no definitely i think i wanted to ask we do this kind of thing that's these life questions mm -hmm. and i want to start with asking what's the most painful thing you have been told wow i think that I, I, i'm not good enough that kind of like really took a toll on me before like i quote unquote signed a record deal and stuff like that i always try mm -hmm. to be the best version of myself and being told by someone who you really respect Good enough is, was really hard to take on the chain. And even though I used it yeah. as ammunition at that point in my life. Do you feel like you're enough now? I feel like I'm more than enough. Just because I'm not chasing. Love that. Just because I'm not chasing to make a rich man happy at a record label to make me famous. Because seeing it, it's just not as exciting as. It's not that it's not exciting. It's just not as. Glamorous, like I said, is what you feel. And maybe fulfilling. Fulfilling, well. fulfilling. That's the word I'm yeah, looking for. Yeah. I feel like more so. I I don't create music to like have a number one. I create music because I love to create music and help people along the way. People like put our music to get Grammys, and that would be incredible. But at the same time, it's just if I can change one person's life, then I'm doing my job. I doesn't have to reach twelve million just to make me feel like I'm worth it. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing, man. And and I think having that perspective is so good. And that's like that security in yourself. I wanted to ask, what advice would you give to your younger self? 
don't listen to the people who tell you you're not good enough. I would, I'd say mm. go to the things that you wanted to go to in school that you were too afraid of because it's going to work out for you. Just like keep going and make and everything's going to be fine and believe in yourself a little bit more and stop putting other people's happiness before your own because you are enough. I wrote a song called No Matter What that came out on just on my recent EP. And it's, mm. if you watch the music video, it's like me talking to my younger self and having those moments of coming to terms with my past and not letting it affect my future anymore. And it's like, I'm not giving up on you no matter what. And I think that's just something that I need to tell myself. And then I guess actually this is the last one is, what would you say to the people that are listening to your music? I would say if you listen to one song, you're going to be very sad. But if you listen to like, the, if you listen to projects as a whole, it's just, I hope that you take away hope that no matter what you do, where you come from, dreams are possible. And it wasn't written in the stars for me, but I made that happen because I believed in myself. And I would say, just keep going. And if you have a dream, don't let anybody tell you that you're not good enough because I'm walking proof that you're more than good enough. I was going to say just for the next 12 months, what are your goals for your own personal well-being, mental health, spiritual, physical health, like all of that combined, like work? What are your goals for the next 12 months? I'd, I'd say my biggest goal like it used to be like, I want to sell out this stadium. I want to do this. And I'd say now, which I'm very thankful to say, I hope that I'm in the same position as I am. I am now in 12 months, just like happy, thriving, yeah. still going to therapy, still working on myself, still working out, just, just making sure that I'm the best version of Jamie. Also having the knowledge and having the capacity to say no to certain things also is a major thing for me. And cut sometimes it is sad to cut people out but sometimes it's necessary when i think for mm. me if someone doesn't serve a purpose and bringing you joy or bringing you happiness and they're bringing you down and but they've been in your life for so long and you're like but they've been in my life for so long time doesn't really matter anymore and i feel like for me regardless if i've known you for seven years if you don't make my life better and you just constantly make me feel anything other than happy then i think that means that we're just not meant to be in each other's life anymore yeah amen so man it was so good to chat yeah thank you of course thanks for having me yeah dude i just like wish the best for you like i just hope that with everything happening in your life you're able to continue this forward motion of like just positivity yeah and yeah thanks for the time wow i really enjoyed that episode with jamie and uh, i hope you did as well i would say some of the biggest points that I took out of that was his ability to go into setbacks and move through them. And I think it's really tough, especially emotionally, when you have something in a relationship that goes the way it did with Jamie and you do face something like cheating. I think that he just handled it really healthily. And I think that it was awesome advice as well to just make sure that you don't lose hope. And this is a reminder for you too. When you stop trying, there is no hope. So make sure that you do keep that in mind when uh, you're going through your life. No matter what happens to you, no matter what gets triggered, what you've been through, just remember that you can move through it. And by talking to people about it and processing it like Jamie has done with therapy, it can really help. I really appreciate you being here and listening to the episode for this amount of time. We're grateful to have you here. And I want to encourage you to share this with someone you love and appreciate and you think it could help. And also please consider rating this five stars on whatever platform you listen to it so that we can continue to grow the movement. 
Please make sure as well, lastly, to follow us on our socials at Really Mental Media to stay up to date with future episodes that we're doing and more conversations on mental health and growing up. All right, we love you and we'll see you next week as well. <laughs>